This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, trust Martha Stewart to fan the flames of intergenerational warfare. She made headlines yet again, saying that millennials are lazy, self-indulgent, and lack the initiative to be successful. She's slamming them as molly-coddled children who live off the bank of mom and dad. Is she talking about your grandkids, your nieces and nephews, or is she just a crotchety, out-of-touch, 74-year-old Zoomer? Or does she have a point? We'd like to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. In the meantime, I'm here with two Zoomers who've actually done research on the subject. David Kravitz is Vice President of Conferences here at Zoomer Media and author of The New Old and Beyond Age Rage. On the line, I have former MPP Peter Sherman. He's the author of Millennials, Boomer Bust, or How Gen Y Will Save the World Let's start with David. Uh, Does Martha have a point? Uh, The latest census data shows that overall 40% of Canadian millennials live with their parents. And according to a CIBC survey, one in four parents says that they spend more than 500 bucks a month to cover their adult children's bills. David? I think think the point is true uh, as far as it goes, but the really worrisome part of that 40% is if you look at the uh, section that's 23 or 24 and older, because those are people who in previous generations would have been out. In previous generations, maybe 18 to 22, you're in university and so on. But baby boomers at that same age of 25 to 30, 15% still lived at home. When they were that age today, it's like 31% out of that 40%. So it's a disturbing trend. They are living at home. They are taking longer to get launched. And there are enough cultural branding, imagey things that are worrisome that I think uh, she does have a point. She does have a point, but she's a little harsh, maybe? I think that when you look at an entire generation, you always find exceptions. I mean, how many high-tech gazillionaires are millennials? So you can always find uh, exceptions to the rule. But the parts that are true... There are problems in the job market, intergenerational problems. They are very slow uh, at getting on track. They're marrying later, having kids later, getting their first home later. So all of the classical things that were supposed to happen by certain ages are not happening uh, at that same age. And and are they entitled? uh, You know, I've run into a lot of younger people with no experience at anything who think that they deserve a very uh, fancy job title and, and a high salary. I think that this is one area where the boomers may have to shoulder a a little bit of guilt because of the education system. I mean, these are this is generations that's been told everybody gets a prize, everybody wins. 
you are special. You can do anything you want. They are unlucky that they come out of a school that has not necessarily trained them for the real world into a real world that's very challenging now economically. And they don't have a frame of reference to respond uh, in the way that the other generations would have done. Okay, Peter, let's bring you in. What do you make of what Martha Stewart said? I'll make, make it really simple. She's an old fart. Uh, I, I think she, I think she's basically got it wrong. David makes a number of, of uh, legitimate points in talking about the statistical aspects of uh, who's living at home and who's not. We have to remember that Gen Y or millennials begin right now at age eighteen. That's the the lowest age millennial that would be out there at age eighteen. For God's sakes, I was living at home, and I'm in my 60s now. Most kids live at home at age 18 because they're still in university. Uh, and they, uh, in the older days, our days, boomer days, started to move out early 20s once they completed college education and got jobs. Jobs are lesser jobs these days, typically. They're harder to find. And here's where I move the, the blame largely to the boomers. I think that boomers have not uh, taken millennials particularly seriously. I think the boomers are largely the ones who have been responsible for being helicopter parents, for molly coddlers. And I think right now, and, and this is what I speak publicly about and do a lot of coaching on, um, the the millennials are, are, are not getting the advantage of experience transfer, which is the responsibility of boomers to pass along. So uh, boomers wanting, in fact, their kids to be kids for longer have been just as much a contributing factor as anything else. Okay, so it, okay, uh, I, I would have to agree with that, even though I'm not a parent. <laughs> I love to be an expert on this. And of course, we want to hear from parents and grandparents out there. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740 are millennials. That is your grandchildren, maybe your children, uh, maybe your nieces and nephews. Are they lazy, self-indulgent, don't want to work? Or uh, did they just get handed a very bad hand in terms of both the economy and the way their parents brought them up with big expectations? Uh, I, I want to make one comment. I did. I did make a distinction between living at home while an undergrad, because you're right, Peter. The boomers did as well, but it, it's afterwards. And I did also volunteer that the boomers uh, did underwrite and are still underwriting uh, an education system that perpetuates this. However, I want to make a couple points. When you're young and radical, and you look at society, and the boomers certainly were very aggressive. Uh, they went from. Uh, Never trust anybody over 30 was the mantra when, when I was in college. When the boomers went through their young radical stage, they went out and opposed the war in Vietnam and they went out and fought for civil rights and some, you know, at, at some risk. Today we have students demonstrating at Yale University and ousting two professors over the issue of racially insensitive Halloween costumes. So there's this infantilization, trivialization. There's this uh, poor me attitude that is grading on the boomers because the much maligned boomers who are blamed for everything are still writing the checks. I mean, well, they're minute, still though. writing the checks to support this generation. Okay, there's a, there wait is a minute, definitely though. a lot of political correctness, but, but their issue, I would say, would probably be more the environment, I think, millennials. I think that's number one. Number one, the, the environment is huge, as this corporate social responsibility to the point where University of Toronto is, is offering a postgraduate diploma in corporate social responsibility being taken by COOs 
and CEOs, and so are a number of other institutions. So that's the the, the real uh, number one point. And number two, while again, I'm you know I find myself in large agreement with what David is saying, but uh, when you cite, for example, the war in Vietnam as an issue uh, of protest during uh, our youthful days, of course it was, and it was a it was a monster issue, uh, and and we had a seminal event which I've written about, which was uh, which was 1969 Woodstock. It, it defined a generation, and it was the point at which, in in large degree, over one weekend, 500,000 kids who became unwitting leaders of their generation said, that's it, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore, and I'm not going to be governed by people who were born in the last century. We don't have a seminal event. We have a concurrency of, of events going on, and, and we see uh, symptomatic results of that. And those symptoms are things like the rise of Bernie Sanders, and in some ways the rise of Trump, and in some ways Brexit, and in some ways the Arab Spring. This is worldwide. There's a transformation going on, and, and uh, one could say that millennials are driving it. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Paul in Guelph. Hi, Paul. Yes, hi. Um, uh, your uh, your guest here, um, I can't remember his name. Um, he's he's a boomer. Uh, well, oh, okay. everybody here is is uh, is a boomer. I'm afraid. Okay, well, one of your guests there. You know, he's talking a bunch of hogwash. Um, Which guests? Know? They have different opinions. Well, it was, uh, I didn't. I can't remember. Okay, well, here's my opinion. All right, when I think he's talking a bunch of hogwash. You know, I'm 60, 67. I'm a boomer. I have two sons that are uh, now in their uh, close to 40, okay? And I was a pretty tough dad. And, you know, uh, I don't know what age bracket we're talking here, but, you know, the way I look at it, you know, an 18-year-old can, you know, in the summer can get a part-time job, which both my sons did, and a 23-year-old can uh, get an education at the same time he can go out and look for a job. If he can't get into his career or the highway he wants to travel on with his career, there are all kinds of jobs here. Like we, we've got landscapers that need uh, somebody to cut grass. We've got in here in, in Guelph, we've got Linamo who can't find production workers. If a young person wants a job, there are jobs out here. Sometimes Nobody's he may have to, that. Hang on a minute. Sometimes he may have to wipe the sweat off his brow and uh, and do something that he's not trained for. But there are all kinds of jobs. Just come to Guelph and have a good look here. There are lots of jobs here. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think anybody was arguing with what that caller had to say, Libby. Yep. Uh, I, I think in, what he's what he's essentially in summary in summary saying, and and I I, I opened the the, uh, the floor obviously to David to say the same thing. If you want to work, you can work. The question is, are people who can work rejecting jobs that are available, or, or are they taking them? I think in large part, if there's a job available, uh, a person who is in need will take it. I'm not, uh, now, can I just make another comment? You sure. Know, uh, the point I'm making is, if you cannot get into the career you're looking for, whether it's uh, you know technology or a plumber or something with a blue collar, you, you pick up any job. Keep your eyes and ears open until you can find the job you really want. You can work. You know, what I see is some of these uh, young adults uh, living, uh, you know, with their parents, okay, whether it's in the basement or whatever. I don't know what what age bracket it is because I'm not into the the big service. Who's paying for their cell phones? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Hang on. Who's paying for them? Are they contributing to the... uh, 
to the family? Are they paying for their food? Are they, uh, you know, are they paying for the gas if they you know, use the car, if they've got a license? I mean, you know, like, like somebody's bankrolling these uh, young adults. And I'm not saying they're all like that, okay? But there's a big percentage out there, okay? And I think, I think the blame should go on parenting, okay? No young adult should be hanging around the house. He should be kept busy. A young adult with energy should be working. Well, okay. Uh, I think uh, thanks a lot for your call, Paul. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I think everybody is kind of in agreement here that that whatever the issues, a lot of the problems uh, come back to, to the parenting and the everyone's a winner and, and, you know, you're a genius. And there are and there are generational differences that can be discerned. Uh, I want to go back to something uh, Peter said. It was, so the, Woodstock, okay? Five years later, everybody at Woodstock was a yuppie. Half oh, of them no, were no, on no, Wall no, Street. A lot of people. A lot of people. David, I was at Woodstock. It would be ten years later that they would be yuppies. But the baby boomers, as a generation. Move uh, is a very type A generation. It's a very uh, high work ethic generation, goal oriented generation. Surveys have been done in the United States by people like Pew, where they've asked the generations to describe themselves. And the boomers came up with work ethic, and the millennials came up with we love technology, for example, which is nothing wrong with that. But the boomers were a very adaptive, goal oriented. To a degree, if you wanted to be negative, money is how you keep score type of generation. The millennials are less so. There are desirable aspects of that, but there are also undesirable aspects of that. And I don't think they are as adaptive uh, to the circumstances around them, per the last caller in a sense. Uh, it is a tough economy they were born into, but get on with it. I mean, I, here's... I, I'm going to say get something Get on with here. it. <laughs> okay, the, say something. They're not as adaptive to the, uh, to the environment. I think the environment is not as adaptive as it has to be to them. We were given an opportunity that was unprecedented when we went into the workforce. There wasn't any need to stay at home. The, the jobs were Wait there a minute, Peter. Peter, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a bit younger than both of you. And I recall that when I was going into the workforce, there was a recession. It was really tough. I mean, I ended up starting overseas using language skills, like kind of as a lever to get in. But, but you know, for for people in their 60s, yes, that was true. But for people who were a bit younger, there were economic ups and dips, you know, in the 70s and in the early 80s. It was tough uh, then, too. With due respect, Libby, and I, and I don't doubt what you say for a moment, um, the, uh, the issue is, is uh, that it's a moving target. Uh, when, when we're talking now, in my case, getting my first job in the 60s, and in the '60s, uh, it it was a piece of cake. Well, exactly, to... yeah. Except, and, uh, and so now it's not. Right, but there are a lot of boomers who started when it was not a piece of cake. Okay, but 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 I yeah. would then just piggyback on. So you say uh, it was a piece of cake, and now it's not. And therefore, what? And therefore, you necessarily have parents who are providing a a greater helping hand, it's true, for a longer period of time. It's also true. But you also have, uh, and I would would argue that it's uh, from statistics 
in my research, that it's a majority, not a minority, of millennials who are out there looking hard, working hard. Uh, and, and if I can go back to my political experience, um, maybe taking a little bit more for a longer period of time for mom and dad while they look hard. I mean, I, I, it's true. I knocked on doors back in, uh, in elections in, say, 2011 uh, in uh, a wealthier area of town where I would get a parent saying to me, Help me get my kid out of the house. He has a Ph.D. and an MBA, and he's working as a cashier at a fast food place. So we have had that. It wasn't because this this youngster was looking for the opportunity to work as a cashier in a fast food place that that happened. It was because we were coming off of 208, 209, where uh, everybody was suffering. Uh, it was all, the, the result uh, still stays with us in the sense that millennials who are out there uh, are informed by uh, a terrible recession. We call it now the Great Recession, where they watched grandfathers and grandmothers have to go back to work, much less parents, uh, and made a decision that they were never going to get into that. So they're they're taking it a lot easier and um, and looking a lot harder and making sure that the jobs are nailed down. Okay, That's Peter. The responsibility. Okay, Peter. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, the numbers once again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty or toll free one eight six. 6-740-4740. We want to hear what you think. What do you think of Martha Stewart saying that millennials are lazy, self-indulgent, and lack the initiative to be successful? Uh, we will be right back after a short break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about millennials and uh, their work ethic and their initiative. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, okay, a lot of them are working and they are working at something that's not their chosen job, but it's it's the attitude. And uh, this is interesting. On my way into work, sometimes I stop at a chain store to get a breakfast sandwich. And they are millennials, but they're immigrants. They're women from India. They always have a smile on their face and they care about what they're doing, even if it's just getting me a breakfast sandwich. But if I go to a fancy bakery uh, a block away that is full of Canadian millennials, boy, the attitude is a lot different. They have a lot better things to do. And uh, they're doing me a favor by, you know, serving me. Um, what do you think about that, Peter? I think you're right. And, and I do think that the, the millennial phenomenon that Martha Stewart is discussing, that my book and, and I would assume David's uh, addresses, is the phenomenon of North American, or maybe I can expand it and say Western millennials. There are countries uh, that are well represented here in, in our multicultural nation uh, that have yielded people who have, uh, have joined us that are in that age group who, who are not anything like that. They didn't come with student debt. They didn't come with years of education aimed at getting that great job. They're happy to be here. They're establishing themselves, and they're repeating standard immigrant performance that goes back as far as Canada. Okay, let's, uh, let's try to take a, a call before we have to switch gears. We've got Gate in Niagara. Hi, Gate. Good morning. How are you? Good. I, I kind of... Uh, uh, cringe when I hear like uh, officials, um, people who come in and, and have these, these, these studies and reports, or the Prime Minister will say, well, uh, hard-working Canadians, well, I, I'm sorry I have to dis- disagree with him, because uh, hard-working Canadians are, are gone. There's very few of them that exist. 
and I'll go back 40 years. Um, I worked in a factory, and I ran a business on the side, and I had employees, and it was so difficult, you know, to, to have them do something right, and half the time they didn't show up for work when they're supposed to. Uh, I had issue when I worked in the, for the company because I was always stuck often with people who were complacent or lazy, just didn't want to work. And I found in my training uh, uh, the best workers that I trained with were veterans that came in from the Second World War that came back, you know, from the war. And then people weren't scared to show me, uh, you know, what to do and how to do it. And uh, that's where I gained a lot of experience. And my kids at the age of 9 and 10 years old, they were working. They were running equipment. They were running uh, uh, saws and all kinds of stuff. And today, they're all motivated. And, and I think the big issue in today's society is, is it's always been complacency. I don't care where you go, it's complacency. Uh, I ran into a bunch of kids on the highway not too long ago, and I kind of pulled over to see uh, if I can help them. And here we are, the three uh, 21-year-old kids, and they had a flat tire. Are you going to call CAA or somebody to come give you a hand? And uh, none of them seemed to be aware to know. They, they didn't even know that. Uh, I said, well, where's your spare tire? Well, the one kid said, I don't know. I'll have to call my father. <laughs> okay, uh, Gabe, thanks for your call. Uh, we're, we're just running out of time. I, I, I think that last anecdote sort of says it all. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, I am going to have to say thank you and goodbye uh, to both David Kravitz and to Peter thank Sherman. You. Thanks for your insights. And, and this is a conversation I think that we are going to keep having and and uh, probably we should have some of those younger people here to to defend themselves but uh but yeah there are definitely issues guys uh thank you so much thank you you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.